We acknowledge the traditional owners of the land on which we work and live, the Awabakal and Waramai people, and pay our respects to Elders past and present. We celebrate the stories, culture and traditions of Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander Elders of all communities who also work and live on this land. You're listening to Boob to Food, the podcast with Luca McCabe and Kate Holm. There is so much noise in the parenting space. And we don't mean the tantruming toddler. We understand it can feel confusing, conflicting and overwhelming. That's why we are bringing our years of experience as a midwife, nutritionist and naturopath. And of course, mums. So that you can confidently navigate the roller coaster of motherhood from boob to food and beyond. Each week you'll hear practical wisdom, expert advice and inspirational stories of other mums in the depths of this parenting journey. Let's, Let's dive, dive in. in. Today's episode is being brought to you by Oliver's. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of Boob to Food, the podcast, our first one for 2024. So happy New Year's to everybody. Hopefully you've all recovered from all the festivities and had a really nice time with your families. How are you going, Kate? How was your Christmas, New Year's? I haven't seen you for I a know. while. Happy New Year and Merry Christmas and all of the things. I'm going great. We've had a really nice time. It's been busy and full on and lots of events, but really enjoyable and so nice having Mike off work as well. I feel like mm. he's probably slightly more stressed because he's had to take on more dad responsibilities, but I'm actually <laughs> feeling so relaxed. It's been really, really enjoyable and yeah, just nice to do a few social things with you know, friends and family that the kids love being around. And so then when they're happy, we're happy because they go and play and then we can relax. And yeah, it's been, it's been great. Nothing like crazy. We didn't, you know, go away or do anything spectacular, but we've just had, um, yeah, a few really nice family Christmas things. And then we also had Bowie's birthday. That was probably the highlight for me. She turned three. Um, Yeah, it was so nice having, we had a party at our house. So we had a slip and slide and we had a fairy come and do face painting, which was a hit. I Mm. had never actually considered, I thought she was just coming to do face painting, but then she finished doing that with all the kids and was like, oh, well, I can play some games and like entertain them. It's like, brilliant. Yes, please do that. Yeah, It's like the best money I've ever spent (laughs) having another adult there. (laughs) And the lining up for the face yeah. paint is like an activity in itself. Although we had the face painting and then we had a slip and slide. So they're all like got their faces painted and then did the slip and slide and it's like melting off their faces. Jude looked so funny. He'd been painted as Batman and he had this like black paint dripping down his face. <laughs> it looked horrendous. Um, so then they all went back for round two. So that was, <laughs> it was really good. Yeah, it's been a great break. How about you? Good. Yeah. It's been a, my husband's been great to be honest. I know. <laughs> I was meant to be at that party. I um, know. Yeah. Oh, you know, and normally you go into a new year and you like feel all, I don't know, creative energy mm. and like ready for the new year. And I just feel ready to like the year's over. Oh, <laughs> I feel like I we're on day two, I Luca. <laughs> I, know, I, have, I feel like I just, I don't know, I'm being melodramatic no. because I feel like, yeah. I'm waiting to get to that point where I feel energized and ready for the new year, but at the moment I'm just like, oh my gosh, yeah. I'm trying to survive every day. That's okay. It's just being me being melodramatic. Yeah. But we, yeah, in context, I guess 
we had the lead up to Christmas was nice, but really busy just trying to like wrap everything mm. up as everyone in business and everything would know. But then um, Christmas Eve, we celebrate Christmas and Christmas Day as well. Mm. And then Will was just so whingy for two days straight and I was ready to throw him away. <laughs> <laughs> he did not stop whinging. Oh. He just cried the entire time and I was like, what is wrong with this kid? Like he had no symptoms of anything. I just thought he was tired because he'd missed his naps and, you know, so many people and events and yeah. presents and everything going on and I just thought it was that and, you know, it's pretty hard to have sympathy after a few hours of the whinging yeah. and then he was up all night too so I was also mm. tired. Um, anyway, after two days of that and then Christmas night, um, he developed a fever Mm -hmm. and so I was like, oh, like he's must've been coming down with something. So then I felt like a terrible parent, obviously, because I just thought he was whinging. I didn't know he was sick. And then the next day he developed, I don't know if we call it gastro, some kind of diarrhea bug Mm. anyway so had the fevers and then was just like so out of it this little lethargic thing he did one power spew and then he just like was loppy he didn't eat for about four days he yeah poor little thing was really sick and then I felt really bad because like we'd had Christmas and everyone at a house and been at my parents house anyway and then slowly everyone has caught this bug so Mm. like Florence caught it um and then a few of my like family so my we we went anyway we went camping a few days later when he was better and thought you know everything was okay but then when we were there my sister-in-law and all her kids came down with it yeah and then they had to go home the next day and then my other sister-in-law came down with it so all these people that we were with when he was sick and I didn't know mm. and then in the van I came down with it which was so good to have diarrhea in a oh caravan. my gosh I thought that this morning when you'd let me know <gasps> oh, oh you poor so love <laughs> embarrassing because it's like so loud <laughs> <laughs> and it was raining as well it's not like it everyone's outside <laughs> I know yes and it rained yes that was another damper pun mm. intended on the trip it rained the entire time and then so gastro spreads pretty quick yeah. too when you're all huddled in a little gazebo oh, and you know nowhere to go one benefit is we had a brand new caravan so yes. i've christened the toilet now oh. <laughs> <laughs> thank god we had a toilet though because our other family oh. didn't have a toilet so i would have been doing diary oh, in the no. bush, bush diarrhea <laughs> just what you want i had my period too so oh, it was just like you know oh, coming out of every oh, ever, you know, everyone just wants to hear this <laughs> if anyone men are hearing this they're like this is disgusting <laughs> podcast what am i listening to <laughs> or if it's your first time welcome yeah um, <laughs> oh man i was just like sick and then I was tired Will always sleeps bad in the mm-hmm. van and then we forgot to bring the thing that traps him in the bed like we normally put like a um bed cage. rail no. yeah like a cage because <laughs> um, our old van he was in a portico mm-hmm. but this one we have a triple bunker now mm-hmm. and so anyway so we put the bed rail up I mean we normally put the bed rail up but we forgot it so he just kept getting out of bed mm. and so I ended up just putting him in bed with me because I couldn't be bothered to continuously get out of bed. Yeah. Anyway, we ended up coming home early because it was raining, everyone was sick mm. and then my husband and I were fighting because it was raining and everyone was sick. <laughs> <laughs> because we were sleep deprived, yeah. tired, you know, staffy at each other, just anyway. 
Anyway, I think everyone I looks at your like camp life on Instagram. It's like, <laughs> I want to go caravanning. This looks so amazing. It's like reality check. Sometimes the weather's really bad and sometimes you get gastro. <laughs> oh, the company was good, but then, you know, yeah. and then my, a few of my other friends now, they're like, their kids are sick. Oh. So it's obviously just going around, this weird bug mm. that's going around. Um, yeah, anyway, I mean, in the scheme of things in the world at the moment and all the horrible things, I just remind myself that this is, I'm being melodramatic mm. and it's fine, but it feels just like a bit of, even New Year's Eve, like it was pouring with rain, like 50 mil was expected. Oh, wow. So it was like hammering yeah. down. And we were all just sitting under this gazebo, like in our trackies in the oh middle of gosh. summer, like, happy New Year's. <laughs> <laughs> Did you stay up until midnight? I did start till midnight actually, just. <laughs> um, but yeah, anyway, it was the company was good. We yeah. still had a good time. And we got our new caravan just before Christmas. Tell me about it. Yeah, we got it. It's called a titanium. It's just so nice. It's like full off grid. So, you know, you rock up and I can run my coffee machine oh. and I can run the hot water and we could have a shower, which was nice after having gastro. Oh, be able yeah. to have a hot shower quickly. And yeah. Just these little luxuries when you're in the middle of nowhere to be able to have has been so nice. We could even, it was really, really hot the first few days, like really hot. Yeah. And we could run the aircon off the battery. How good's like, that? Oh my God. I know. So, yes, feel very blessed and lucky mm. to have that van and everything just has a place and a mm. cupboard. Like our Viscount, we just had crap everywhere all the time because mm. there was no storage in that thing. And so this was so nice. Um, although having 17 kids camping in the rain, yeah, everyone liked to camp in our oh, van. Oh, no. <laughs> we had the facilities. Yeah. But that's okay. You knew that was going to happen when you have the yeah. nice one. Everyone wants to come that's, and borrow. Sounds like all the mums would have needed your coffee. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So anyway, feel very, very thankful to have a new van. How good. Meanwhile, Mike has installed a fan in our caravan. Oh, you got a fan. Yeah, yeah. he made that his little project over the break and he, um, I was like, are you sure you know how to do this? He's like, yeah, it's easy. And he did it and it works. So, <laughs> yeah, not air con, but it's certainly better than no fan. Yeah, the air con's a luxury. Mm, how amazing. <laughs> yes, it was nice actually when in the heat wave. And when I had a fever, yeah. or I had a fever all night when we were camping one night and it was nice to be able to have aircon. Oh, my gosh, you yeah, poor love. feel great. Are you feeling better now? Yeah, sort of. Okay. <laughs> I won't keep telling everyone about my bowels. <laughs> we'll chat offline. I have about three days, so. Oh, no. Is that the new year, new me? We don't condone that. Um <laughs> So we thought today we would go through, though, some things about us and who we are and boob to food and now that you know all about our bowels, um, <laughs> just some more personal stuff about us. We opened up a Q&A and thought, yeah, we would just answer your questions because we've been doing this for nearly a year, which is pretty crazy. Mm -hmm. And we did do an intro to us, yeah, a year ago, but obviously a lot of people aren't going to scroll all the way back to there. If you have been listening for a year, I thought I would do a shameless plug and say, if you want to leave us a review, mm. we would love that because we know we get many thousand listeners every week. But yeah, I guess it takes a lot of effort to yeah. post a review and it's something that people probably don't even think of doing. 
I don't even know if the reviews do anything, but we like reading them. As long as so. they're good ones. <laughs> I don't like reading them if they're not. A couple not. of negatives, which I got a conniption about for a long time, but we'll let that slide. <laughs> um, I'll make it part of my growth in yeah. 2024 to not be condescending. Oh, to you. you're not condescending. I don't, I don't feel like you've ever been condescending. And then the one about me was um, my, you were so relatable compared to my good girl vibes or something. I was like, oh, <laughs> oh, unrelatable. relatable <laughs> you, you, you will be to Maybe. some people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> some nice, calm, gentle people. I'm probably just the <laughs> person that makes people feel better about themselves. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Like, oh, she yells at her kids too. Great. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so. We thought we would start with who we are and who is in our family. So these are questions we got from Instagram and we would just go through and answer some. So who are you? Who's in your family? <laughs> who are you again? <laughs> um, I'm Kate. I am a mum to now three kids. It was only two when we released our first episode. I think I might have been, I must have been pregnant with Imogen. I feel like we maybe talked about it. But anyway, mm. she's in the family now. So I have Jude, who is five, Bowie, who's just turned three, and Imogen, who's three months. Um, I have a husband, Mike, who edits this podcast. So hi, Mike. I know you're listening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I'm a naturopath, I'm a nutritionist, and I am, yeah, part of the Boob to Food team, which I absolutely love. Um, how about you? Who are you? I'm Luca, <laughs> and I have three kids as well. Lynn, Florence, and Will. So they're eight, nearly six, and two and a half. And my husband, Jesse, and we live in Newcastle like you. Yeah. And yeah, I own Boob to Food. Still seems funny to say. Mm-hmm. I work with you on yeah. Boob to Food, but that's who we are. Well, Boob to Food has probably evolved as well since we did our first episode. I know, mm. I think you talked about kind of where it came from, but maybe for anyone who's new or hasn't tuned into that episode, how did you start Boop to Food? Where did it come from? So Boop to Food started as an Instagram page that I started to share my daughter Florence's solids journey on. Um, and basically the idea came from the fact that when I had my firstborn son, um, I felt like there was, I guess, a different path with food than what I was being told from the GPs and the health nurses, which was the typical mm. rice cereal, Farex, the pouch foods. And to me, it just didn't seem right to not be feeding him whole foods that are naturally high in the nutrients that he requires. Why am I fortifying him when, you know, this is a modern man-made thing? Yeah. Like, why are we doing this? And I like to always go back to that how are we meant to eat, how are we meant to live, Mm. Uh, you know, how would our ancestors have lived, lived off the land, like how are we meant to thrive basically before everything man-made came in. And so I sort of led me down a little bit of research and just self-research and um, realised that there was a whole other world of food out there. Mm. And at the time there really was no other information about this. Like it was so hard to find. Mm. Um, So this was going nearly nine well, eight years ago when he started Solids, he's nearly nine now. And 
I would feed him foods that we promote now, things like liver and broth and sardines, and people would just look at me mm-hmm. like I was a lunatic. I'd get so judged. Everyone would say that I mean, poor Flynn, yeah. that I was depriving him. Anyway, but slowly people would ask me other questions like, why are you doing that? And I've always loved to educate. It's my like passion in life is to help educate people. And so um, anyway, I would just happily share all of the knowledge that I had learned and probably overshared. And when it came time for my daughter to start solids, the health nurse said the same thing. She was very small on the second percentile and I was recommended to start her solids at four months old, even though she was absolutely thriving and well and breastfeeding really well and I had no concerns, um, which made me annoyed because the recommendations at the start at six months mm-hmm. or when they're meeting signs of readiness, which she was not at all meeting signs of readiness. And so I was also recommended to start her on rice cereal. And so I just thought, you know, this information needs to be shared what I know. Um, and just basically I thought maybe I could just share her feeding journey, but not just what I'm feeding her. There was a few accounts like that, like I'm feeding this, but there was no context to yeah. it, no reason for it. And I thought maybe I can share the why behind why I'm feeding her these certain foods. Mm -hmm. And so I started sharing and just, you know, as a fun thing to do on the side, I remember saying to my sister-in-law, like, is this a stupid idea? And she was (laughs) like, no, she's like, just try it. And I was like, okay. Anyway, and it just evolved from there. And so basically it started as a small Instagram account um, and then it's just grown into a bigger Instagram account, but now boob to food we have lots of things. So we have obviously this podcast, which we love to be able to share more information. We have I have a book, Milk to Meals, which um, has been really successful, and another one coming out this year. Very exciting! But keep your eye on that, which is a toddler book, which um, is in the final stages of editing now. We have a clinic, which we have five practitioners, naturopaths and nutritionists working in there, being able to support other families, which is amazing. We have, um, what else, guides, courses, masterclasses, subscription group. Yes, so many things. And we have a team. (laughs) We do have a team, yes. (laughs) Forgot about that. So um, Kate, well, someone asked how did we come together. I always forget the story. So we... (laughs) kind of came together via Instagram but so I was moving up from Sydney to Newcastle and the clinic that I was going to be practicing from you ran a workshop at so a lunchbox workshop and so I had met with JC who owns the practice and she told me about the workshop and then I was like I should probably reach out to the people running that so I sent you a message on Instagram was just like hey I'm the nutritionist that's going to be practicing at the practice um just thought I'd introduce myself and then you were like oh when you get to sit and get to Newcastle let me know and I'll introduce you to my mum friends and so then you did (laughs) I think um I met you at oh no I'd met you briefly at the beach um beforehand but then I properly like hung out with you for the first time at Flynn's fourth birthday Mm. and then that was just before you were setting off on your trip around Australia Mm. so you connected me to some friends and then yeah we just sort of like stayed in contact you know socially after that um and it wasn't until so it's just over a year now that I've been working 
for you, but prior to that we'd started doing, so it's actually almost two years, I think, since we started working on the idea of the masterclasses. Yeah, wow. (laughs) And so as that evolved, then obviously the working relationship evolved and I properly came onto the Boob to Food team and then forced you into (laughs) starting a podcast. (laughs) I think I I remember I sent, I was going to send her a text and say, you know, or call her and be like, do you want to work with me? <laughs> you must have wanted to stop working for yourself. Uh, so I must have known that. I think I'm trying to think if maybe I had stopped seeing clients. So mm. I'd been practicing. Um, so I'd been running my own naturopathic clinic with myself and two other practitioners for what I'd been practicing for over 10 years. And then I had the other girls working for me and it just the amount that I was working and seeing patients was really upsetting the family balance, to be honest. So I had pulled back from seeing clients. We were running our own business or two businesses actually. So we had a postpartum meal delivery service and then also Nui Supply Co, which we still have um, delivering family meals. And it was just too much. I was, yeah, working basically constantly <laughs> in between also being the primary parent So I wasn't seeing patients. I was doing all of the like bits and pieces, everything bar the cooking for Holism and Nui Supply. And then, yeah, you reached out in that time. Mm. Yeah. And I I remember being like, I'm not going to ring you or text you (laughs) because you'll just immediately say yes because you are a bit of a people pleaser and I wanted (laughs) you to actually think about it. So I sent her an email, immediately sent me a text message saying yes. And anyway, that's (laughs) where it has stemmed from. So. That's how we came together and now we have a dietitian, Renee, on the team and we have an occupational therapist, Rachel, and then we also have our support service, Kate, mm-hmm. and yeah, then all the clinic girls and recipe developers and lots of people. So yeah. it's definitely growing, which is great. Bit of a stretch for me who went from one person mm-hmm. to 11 basically overnight, but <laughs> it's okay. I'm learning how to manage it slowly. It's good fun. Someone wanted to know about your past lives because you have many. We always sort of allude to it on the podcast, but we haven't actually gone into it. But so funny. We'll, we'll, we won't go into everyone in detail, but if you want to just rattle them off because, Kate, it's so funny. So in context, every single time I talk to her, she has about 800 past lives. She'll be like, oh, yeah, I used to do that for a job. And I think, I'm so boring. I've had like two jobs my whole life. I worked at Coles forever, and then I basically started working as a nurse. Um, and then you, I swear you have done every job under the sun. Yeah. So I have done a lot of different <laughs> jobs. Um, so I guess like the brief timeline, some of them are really boring. In fact, like none of it's like so exciting, make it sound like I'm this really exciting, interesting person. I'm probably not. My first job was at Harris Farm. I wish they had like some kind of lifetime discount. That'd be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> but um, alas, they do not. And then that was while I was in high school. And then when I finished school, so my dream job when I was getting towards the end of high school, I used to do a lot of dancing and I really wanted to be a dancer like professionally. And which now I just think, oh my gosh, like I, I don't, I, I loved it. And I, it, if I had put my energy in there, who knows, maybe it would have panned out, but I'm also not the most outgoing person. So it's like, I can't imagine myself doing that. I think it fell away for a reason. Um, So my dream job was to be a dancer and then 
because I didn't pursue that full-time, like the full-time course that I wanted to do would have meant moving to Melbourne and it was expensive and I didn't have the support from my parents. They didn't want me to do that. So I was like, well, I can't do that. And now I don't know what I want to do. So I didn't go to uni um, straight away. Actually, I did. I went, but only for a semester and I hated it and left and ended up just doing random jobs. So like I worked in hospitality and bars. I worked on the front desk at the Hilton Hotel when the hotel reopened. That was quite fun. I, what else did I do? I did do a few professional jobs dancing, which was fun as well. I, what else? I'm trying to think of my Lives. No, you've told me so many I've worked in retail. Worked in yeah. Bars. Yeah. I worked We're in like fashion retail for a while. <laughs> yeah. I did. I worked for an IT company. I worked in media sales. I, and I, a lot of these jobs, like it was just so weird. Like, so I worked from in this company in media sales and like a couple of weeks after I got the job, they sold the whole department to another company. And so then that job ended. And then I went and worked for a mortgage company as a PA. And then a few weeks after I was there, the company, like it was a big international company, um, they were closing down the Australian branch. And so then that job ended. And so then I went and worked. I worked in advertising. I was an account manager. I did that for a while and quite enjoyed it. And that was the job. So the agency was across the road from the Natural Therapies College that I ended up studying at. And I probably would have stayed in advertising um, just because you know, I liked it enough. I was good enough at it. There was opportunities, um, but it really wasn't aligned and it was a very, very stressful environment. It was, yeah, I found it difficult. The clients that I was working on were hard to please. The creatives that I was working with were equally hard to please and hard to deliver feedback to. And so basically I got to, and I think this is a lot of people's story, like a, a kind of crisis point in my own health. I'd had a few niggling things going on. And then I ended up getting pneumonia like recurrently and was sick for like well over a month. I had to have off work. And in that time with like mounting stress from the job, there was this one particular day where um, I'd started being curious about nutrition just because of my own health. And one of my best friends, she was vegetarian and had been her whole life. And so I talked to her a lot about food and was really interested in her way of eating. And so I had this particularly stressful day and my boss was like, just have a day off tomorrow, like mental health day, um, and then come back fresh. And on that day, I was just like, no, I cannot do this. And I still have it written down somewhere. I spent the day figuring out, cause like I was renting, I had a car loan, like I you know, needed an income. I was like, right, how many shifts at how many different jobs will I have to do in order to not work in the advertising agency and put myself through college? And so I figured it out and then went back to work the next day and resigned and walked myself across the road to the natural therapies college and enrolled. And then that was that. And so then I worked at a health food store (laughs) and I worked, um, I don't know, probably more random things along the way as well, but that's kind of the, the trajectory in a nutshell. Mm. And honestly, I've never looked back. I just love it so, so much. It was kind of a process of elimination. I basically worked in every industry and was like, no, none of those are for me. And then found this and yeah, I just love it. So someone else did say then, so what would you do for work if you weren't doing what you were doing? So you kind of answered the dancing. Yeah. (laughs) 
I can barely touch my toes now, but <laughs> that was always my dream. And I actually was talking to a girlfriend about it. I'm determined. I feel like I haven't missed the boat yet. There's always in like every musical or ballet, there's always like an old person. So I figure <laughs> it's probably less competitive when you're in your 70s and 80s. So if I get started again, once the kids are <laughs> at school, maybe, maybe I can fulfill my dream. <laughs> never say never. What maybe would you, you can do? Just do something like not ballet, like less hardcore. Yeah. No, I was never a ballerina. It was more like jazz and I don't know. Just maybe you you guys can be that cute like salsa couple when you're old. <laughs> I cannot dance at all. So I'm so jealous of people that can dance because I was born with zero rhythm. So that would be I've seen nice. some of your moves. You're okay. Yeah, they're not, they're not good. They're oh, not you good. have a good time. <laughs> I have a good time, but they're not good. What would you yes, do if you weren't doing this and you weren't doing midwifery? Um, I think I would be an interior designer. Mm, yeah, you'd be very good mm-hmm. at that. Oh, thanks. It's always, I think, spending other people's money mm-hmm. <laughs> sounds really nice. <laughs> I love doing it for myself, but it's not as fun when you're spending your own money. So I think if yep. you could spend other people's money and make their houses look nice, it would be fun. Mm. Um, but yeah, or I would obviously study to be a naturopath or a nutritionist mm. because I didn't study to do that. I studied to be a midwife and a nurse. And so, I mean, whilst I still use a lot of the knowledge that I did have as a midwife and a nurse yeah. for this job and a lot of things overlap, um, I still would. You know, I still sometimes think, should I go back and learn Mm. because it just interests me so much. But then, I don't know, so many of the things I think, I don't know if I want to learn. Yeah. (laughs) That I might have to unlearn when you hear about certain things. So anyway, I don't know. I've got you just to rack your brain every time I've got a question. (laughs) (laughs) How did you get into midwifery? Mm, I actually did work experience as a midwife at high school. Okay. well, it was nursing, but I got put into the postnatal ward and I just loved it, loved mm. being around all the babies and thought what a beautiful job. I actually wanted to be a vet. Mm. I don't want to do that now. But when I was younger, I wanted to be a vet and my, um, what are they called? The career advisor told me I wasn't smart enough Aww. to be a vet. Yeah. <laughs> and so I decided to um, go through the nursing route because yep. that was a, it's an ATAR now, but it was a UAI, was <laughs> a lot lower. And anyway. I actually ended up getting not that far off being a vet, so I probably could yeah, have if I tried you? that my hardest. But anyway, she put me down. Oh, you could definitely have done it. No, I'm glad I didn't. Now I can't imagine being a vet. Mm. Like you don't have any I don't, pets. I don't. You're no, like... I don't overly like animals. <laughs> so I did. Yeah. And now I'm like, well, I think probably just because I have three kids, yeah. I just think oh, anything else is just inconvenient. Whereas when I didn't have kids, I did used to like animals. Mm. Um. But, yeah, and then I did nursing for a year because that was the way into midwifery. Yeah. So at the time there was no Bachelor of Midwifery, so I did nursing and then I did a postgrad diploma of midwifery after working as a year as a nurse. Um, and, yeah, then I worked as a midwife for nearly 10 years um, and then haven't worked since Will. We'll be back after this short break. Today's episode has been brought to you by Oliver's. We love a good road trip and we often stop at Oliver's on our way. It's such a great place to have a one-stop convenience because when you're traveling with three kids in the car, 
you inevitably have to stop for a wee or many <laughs> and someone always has to, you know, is starving, hungry. And as much as I like to be able to make all of the food before we go, I'm not that organized when trying to pack a caravan with three little kids at my feet. And so I love having this one-stop shop where we can get healthy and nutritious food on the road and that I like to eat as well. Yeah, we love Oliver's as well. It's so easy. They have 16 restaurants along the East Coast and honestly, the food there is so good. It's a little bit dangerous. (laughs) You often stop for one thing and end up with a bag full of snacks, healthy snacks to keep you going. I love to be able to get a good barista-made coffee as well, which is essential when you are on the road. You can visit olivers.com.au to see some one of their many locations and peruse their menu before your next trip. I highly recommend their new chicken nuggets or the veggie nuggets are my favourite. Enjoy! Now let's get back to today's episode. Yeah, I don't know if I'll go back to it or not. Mm. At this stage, we'll see. Well, you don't exactly have a whole heap of time on your hands, so... (laughs) No, well, yeah, this job has picked up so much Mm -hmm. midwifery as much. I mean, I loved the job, but I hated the job. It was, I think in retrospect, it was a pretty toxic environment to work in in a lot of respects. Um, I feel like it was pretty unsupportive Mm -hmm. and I felt like, you know, you would often, for example, you know, if anyone can think back to their own birth and think, I mean, hopefully they can think their midwife was in the room with them the whole time because that's what we're meant to do, which is beautiful. But then if you think about it, that midwife's been in the whole room the whole time. Mm. So, you know, having things like lunch breaks and toilet breaks Mm. don't really exist. And then I guess when you're a parent and you just want that kind of break from the kids and some adult conversation, you just don't get that adult conversation because you're talking to someone who's usually yelling or screaming at you, which is the laboring woman. Um, and you're trying to make small talk with a family you've, yeah. I mean, because I worked just in a tertiary hospital, so I've never met these people who mm-hmm. I'm helping, you know, with their birth. And so you kind of, it's this weird sort of like you're trying to make small talk the whole time. Mm-hmm. You're kind of not talking because no one wants to talk. And then you're not also talking to your colleagues because you're not having lunch breaks and things like that. So you're quite yeah. isolated and you kind of just go in and someone would probably not even know you were there the entire shift because mm-hmm. you're just in the room with someone. And so, and the hours were really not conducive to children. Yeah. Like you had to do night shifts. You had to work a rotating seven-day roster. Mm. You couldn't say, oh, I have childcare on Tuesdays and get a Tuesday shift because, you know, everyone wanted it. Everyone's pretty much a mum and in this same stage of life. And so it was just too hard to cater to everyone's requests. And so... I just, we just were finding that my husband was having to take so much time off work so yeah. that I could work and he made more money than me and it just didn't make any sense. Mm. And so, yeah, I don't know. We, I might go back one day when the kids are older because the actual actual work yeah. I loved. I loved supporting women. I loved helping, you know, bring life into the world. Yeah. And it wasn't really about the births for me. Like I loved just like sort of being that support that mm. they needed and, being a presence in the room and just I just found that really special and I did love that instant connection you'd make with a person yeah you know I'm quite extroverted so I quite liked mm. you give me a bit of a buzz but <laughs> the rest of it the actual like job side yeah I didn't really like so anyway yeah I'm not sure if I'll go back time will tell <laughs> time will tell Another question we had was what is your favorite and least favorite part of parenting? Mm. That's a hard question. Mm. My least favorite part is that 
it's relentless and never ending. Mm-hmm. And, and gastro. sleep deprivation. <laughs> yeah, and sick kids. Um, I don't know. My favorite part would just be seeing them grow, I think, and change and become the people that they're being. And yeah. my, I love to like just how much they love you yeah. is so special. You know, the way they look at you, how you're everything to them. Mm. Like when you walk in the door and they run to you, like when they hurt and they need you, like that feel, that feeling is so beautiful yeah. and special, but it's also tiring and relentless mm. and, mm-hmm. you know. I feel like if you could just sort of get a break every now and then, yeah. parenting would be great, but it's pretty hard to get a break sometimes, especially when you're in the thick of it with young children. Yeah. How about you? I would say my least favourite part is uh, I really, really struggle with, um, well, my biggest thing at the moment is when people have conflicting needs and everybody's mm-hmm. losing it and I feel like I can't help everybody. I'm very, very sensitive to that. I, yeah. And then I start like, because I'm probably feeling overwhelmed that I'm like stressed that I'm traumatizing someone by not meeting their needs in the moment. And then I'm feeling stressed and everyone's getting louder. And like that, I really struggle with. I feel like even though the situation can dissipate and like the kids come back to normal, I feel like I stay feeling really stressed out and like beating myself up and just, yeah, feeling like a terrible mum for a long Mm. time after. (laughs) Um, The volume that really gets to me and, yeah, definitely sometimes it feels so relentless. Um, And the best part, I, I mean, there's so many beautiful things. I think, like you said, just feeling like so much love, like I'm just I love that I have the opportunity to create the family that I guess I always dreamed of because I don't have that with my own parents. And so Mm. I feel just so lucky that I have these beautiful little children who I love them and they love me and we have this wonderful connection. And I feel like I learned so much through being a mum. And I think it's also Mm. been just really healing for myself as well like it's yeah I'm just so grateful that I get to do it it's mm-hmm. yeah and also newborn snuggles although I wouldn't call Imogen a newborn anymore but baby cuddles a huge, a huge oh my newborn. gosh she's so big she's so big she's eight and a half kilos and she's only three months old a huge newborn my back Little is roll. killing me <laughs> I bet she's nearly as heavy as Will oh my gosh yeah Jeez. I think Will's only, I think he just, he's still 10 something, 10 point something. He's two and a half. <laughs> oh my goodness. I don't know if she's going to overtake him or if it's will we'll plateau sometimes, but she's so big, but she's delicious. Oh, just more baby to love. <laughs> yep. I always wanted a big baby. I just think they're just the cutest. So like many rolls. Just squish and roll. <laughs> like my kids always had the chicken legs and oh. you know, nappies always leaked because yeah. of just gaps everywhere. Yeah. Like, I just wanted that squishy. <laughs> like, I just think it's the cutest. It's probably the only time that you think that I that's know. Your, I wish it was so. as cute on me. <laughs> oh, I know. If only we looked at ourselves the same way. I know. Well, I, thought, I have actually got my delicious double chin. <laughs> Isn't it funny though? Because like she's literally like off the chart. So like 
100th percentile for mm. weight at her age. And but she's like a healthy, thriving. Everyone's like, "Oh, she's so healthy." But if she was 100th percentile as an adult and yeah. gained weight this rapidly, you'd be like, "Oh, I think there might be <laughs> you might need to go to the doctor like this possibly some health things going on here it's funny it's like literally the opposite I know (laughs) she's beautiful um the next few questions were a little bit like random ones but they're kind of ones that we get asked a lot Mm. someone someone I've keep getting asked this I'm like I'm gonna I'm going to say it on air Mm -hmm. people keep asking if I have my lips done I don't know why I think that I have the thinnest lips and anyway, the answer is no, I have not <laughs> had my lips done. My lip is so thin. I think it flicks up or something. I mean, I and think you have... Can you see that shadow? I know you can't. Normal lips? I've never yeah, looked at you. white shadow on top of my lip. Like well, the I guess glow. so. Anyway, <laughs> I think it catches light and so people think that I'm like, I know. Anyway, <laughs> I have not. have not had my lips done, so I just wanted to put that out there. <laughs> And people always ask about skincare, mm. and I also wanted to say I do nothing mm. special, and I'm sure you probably say the same yeah, thing. The like, same. Really, I'm pretty lucky if I wash my face yeah. and put anything on. I think, I think there's a few things to skin, mm-hmm. and I remember growing up, people would always compliment my mum on her skin, and so I think genetics. Yeah. <laughs> is one and then looking after yourself from the inside out is really important so drinking lots of water and I actually don't even do that so I honestly (laughs) think mine is just genetics well diet plays a big role as well like you have a great diet um yeah I think genetics nutrition hydration and then there are some amazing products out there but I don't think that you can use a product only and Mm. you know get amazing skin so and even things like sleep and stress like that all shows up on your skin as well not that yeah. you've been getting like amazing sleep or been oh no super but when I was really stressed yeah. recently yeah. and my skin broke out for the first time ever and I was like what's going on this is stress mm. um I will say though I remember being younger and I actually had like hormonal acne mm. I actually went on the pill when I was younger for my acne mm. like when I was 14 or something for quite a few years, anyway, when I came off the pill, I then didn't get a period for nearly two years. Mm. Um, had really bad side effects from it, and haven't gone back on it since. Yeah. Anyway, and I have my skin's been fine since. It was just hormonal, you know, teenage acne. Yeah. But I will say that um, after that, I started taking that. I don't know. I don't want to. I won't diss a brand, but I started taking like a brand that was full of chemicals that was meant to be really good for. Mm-hmm you know, for hormone, um, acne prone skin. Like a and supplement? It was, no, like skincare. Oh, like you were using a brand. Yeah. Yeah. That I, you know, I went to a beautician and they recommended this one. It was full of chemicals and I don't know what else in it, synthetic fragrances and all sorts of things. And my skin was the worst it's ever been. It was so dry. Mm. It kept breaking out. Anyway, once I just scrapped, went fully back to basics. Yeah. Now I only use all natural skincare. Mm-hmm. I mainly use a brand called Savant. Mm-hmm. Um, which is here in Newcastle, which is all handmade. I think you do the same. Yeah. Um, once I went back to just sort of all natural, my skin was heaps better, even just doing nothing to it. So anyway, that's just my story. Um, it was like the more I was doing to it, the worse it got. So yeah. sometimes these products that, you know, promise you the world don't yeah. actually work. <laughs> yeah, for sure. 
It's good to know. Um, someone said, who's your kids named after? No one for me. <laughs> they were just names that I liked. How about you? Yeah, mine weren't named after anyone either. That's, that's boring. Sorry. <laughs> um, maybe they mean who, where'd you come, with a, come up with their names if you just liked the names? Yeah, we had an unintentional music theme happening sort of with Jude and Bowie. And so then even though there were some names that uh, Jude, like Hey Jude, hey Jude. Song, yeah. 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 Um and like I'm not even I mean, I'm not, not a David Bowie fan, but I'm not a David Bowie fan. Like I certainly didn't call Bowie after David Bowie. Um mm-hmm. but then because of that, like there were some names that we did like. Like I really like the name Marley, but I was like, I don't think we could call like the third child another semi musical themed name because then it would I wasn't into having a theme for the whole family. So I never would have thought your kids have a musical theme. <laughs> well, because Mike would never have come in my head. is a musician. So it, I think for people like who know that about him, they assumed that that was like <laughs> what we'd done. But anyway, no, it was not that. No. And you no. also didn't have a theme. No, mine's mine. So Flynn's name is Flynn David because my husband wanted to call him David and I'm sorry to any Davids out there but that name just was not gelling for me. That would not suit um, him at all. <laughs> not at all. I don't know if it would suit many eight-year-old <laughs> boys that, you know, now. Anyway, I won't diss the name. It was probably lots of Davids listening, so sorry. <laughs> I mean, people with kids called David. But it just was not my mm. choice of a name. Um, and so we called him Flynn David and then... Because I got to choose uh, his name, my husband got to choose Florence's name, and so I really wanted to call her Zimmy, mm. um, which I still think she would have suited. But anyway, mm. he won that battle, and her name's Florence Zimmy. And then with Will, we just could not agree on a name. Mm. Like every name I threw out, he would not like. Every name he threw out, I didn't like. And there was not even one that we were like, you know, Florence. I was like, yeah, that's a nice name. Like, yeah, you know. And he's saying with Flynn, it wasn't like one of us was really opposed to mm. it. But with Will, we just could not decide. And then when he was born at midnight, Flynn announced from the top yeah. of the stairs, his name is Will. And that was how he was named. And we were like, <laughs> he wasn't named for a month, but we just kept coming back to the name. And we were like, oh, that's nice. His name's Will Forrest. I wanted the F because I didn't want three F mm. names, but I still wanted some kind of connection to the other two because they are both F L. And so Will Forrest is his name. Um, and But he has self-proclaimed his name to now be Billy Bob. And so <laughs> he gets called Billy now, which is so funny because so many Wills get yeah, called that's Bill. True. And I actually had liked Billy as a name. That was one of the names I loved. And my husband was like, nah, didn't like it <laughs> anyway. And Will has decided for us that his name is now Billy. <laughs> <laughs> we just call him that now. It was so funny. We have no idea where Billy Bob came yeah. from. Like obviously no who Billy Bob Thornton is, but he doesn't know that and he just started oh, calling really? himself Billy Bob. Anyway, I'm trying to drop the Bob, but uh, <laughs> if you call him Billy, he'll say Bob. So it's just sticking. Oh, right. he's such a character. <laughs> yes, he's a character. He actually really suits Billy Bob because yeah. he's, he's a little weirdo. <laughs> he's a showman, such a showman. <laughs> um, someone asked, do you have any religious beliefs? Um, we are not religious. I guess I would say I have spiritual beliefs, not like something I could name or 
easily, you know, summarize on a podcast. But I guess, yeah, I have Mm -hmm. like, I have my own personal beliefs, but not like I didn't go to church growing up or anything like that. Um, Yeah. How about you? I didn't grow up going to church or any religion at all either. Uh, But when I was 16, I started going to a youth group Mm -hmm. and then started going to a church from that. And it's not where I met my husband, but he also was there and it's probably what, well, not him, but his sister, who's my best friend, is probably what got me going there and staying there. Mm -hmm. And then um, we did go to church for years and years and then COVID hit and kids and it was just really hard to go and you know I'll just spend the whole time in creche and we were not getting much time together especially when I was working as a midwife mm. and often would do weekend work and so we haven't really been to like a church we've been really randomly the last few years but yeah we still both believe in God and um yeah I guess practice that in our daily lives mm. but I wouldn't say that we're religious at all um you know, I feel like religion has a really negative connotation that someone's going to, you know, knock at your door and tell you to mm. follow or believe a certain way or judge you if you don't. Mm. And we're not like that at all. Um, like we have our own beliefs, but we would never portray that onto anyone else. And, yeah. you know, half our friends do believe in God and half of them don't. And, you know, we all have different views on things. And I think that's healthy in friendships and yeah. relationships have different views and not all just have you know have the same idea on things mm. so yeah I would say we believe in God but we're not religious if that ties it down yeah. <laughs> the next question was do you exercise I do exercise I feel like I've talked about this quite mm. a lot in the podcast but um for anyone new listening I do I love going to f45 Personally, I love strength strength training the most, but which F45 does a bit of, and that's something I'd like to do more of in the new year is do some more strength training. So I'm probably going to continue with F45 but also join another gym Mm -hmm. and um, like just go do my own thing once a week because it's just only so heavy you can go Mm. at F45. And so I'd like to be able to do some heavier stuff. and just build my strength up. It's funny this, the more I sort of, like cardio is obviously so good for you, um, but I actually hate cardio. Mm. Like I really don't enjoy cardio at all. And I think like it's great for your heart health and things like that, but um, I don't enjoy it. And yeah. I think like if I'm going to exercise, and I think this for anyone, like you have to find a thing that you enjoy going to and the thing that you actually want to get out of bed and do. And so you know, I used to run all the time mm. and I hated running I, and I, was, I would do it and that would be such a drag to go. Mm. And then one day I was like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Like there's so many other things I could do. I hate running. And so now, yeah, I realize I love strength training. Mm-hmm. I love doing weights. I didn't like CrossFit or anything though. Like that was sort of too much. Yeah. I just, um, anyways, finding your own balance. And then I do enjoy Pilates as well when I'm feeling like, you know, sometimes when I'm on my period or if I'm just like not feeling up for it, like I'd rather do some Pilates or something slow. And so it's, I guess it's like learning to listen to your body's cues yeah. um, is really important. So that's sort of what I'm hoping to do in the new year. Mm-hmm. How about you? So I actually can properly answer this question as of last week. 
a benefit to having Mike not working at the moment is I've actually been able to fit in some regular exercise. So I am only three months postpartum and was pretty tentative and also feel like I'm carrying a pack weight for the majority of the day with this heavy baby. (laughs) Um, But I, I love Pilates as well and I find that really easy to do from home. And I've just started up running again, which I actually do enjoy. Actually, that was another oh, past life of mine that I <laughs> I didn't mention. I never have been like a good runner, but when Mike and I met, he's always been like a very good runner and he really encouraged me to get into it. And I think I was trying to impress him. In fact, I know I was trying to impress him. So I like <laughs> went way too hard, too fast and ended up with shin splints that I basically never recovered from um, and then couldn't run anymore. But during that stint where I was like, I loved it so much. And I found that it was something I could improve at quite quickly. So Mm -hmm. I was, yeah, seeing all this progress and I felt inspired to register for the Mount Everest marathon, (laughs) which is a marathon done at altitude. I've never run a marathon in my life. I've never been at altitude in my life. (laughs) Anyway, needless to say, I didn't actually go through with the event for other reasons, but I fully had the intention of doing it. Um, And anyway, so I have, yeah, just started running again. So I've only been for a few and very sort of slowly and um, like doing more intervals rather than trying to push myself to do a really long distance because I'm still... Mm mindful of my recovering pelvic floor and my, yeah, all my muscles have switched off. So um, I'm feeling like that's a really good combination for me that, you know, with Imogen being so young, I don't feel like I have enough time up my sleeve to be able to go somewhere to like drive to a place, do a class, Mm -hmm. drive home. Whereas if I can like do Pilates or go for a run, it's like, okay, well, she's asleep now. Mike's here. I have a moment. I can just put my shoes on and go. Yeah. And it's really exciting. Like I feel, yeah, I feel really inspired by that. So hopefully I yeah. managed to keep it up. Oh, good on you. And Ever- Everest Marathon, here I come. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. When, when I'd had Will, because it was COVID, the only thing that we mm. could do was like run. I couldn't do anything else. And um, yeah, I would do it because there was no other option yeah. of exercise, but yeah didn't enjoy it I was sad that my postpartum was in the middle of COVID Mm. when nothing was open for me to go to but I think that's the trick is just find something you enjoy and find make a plan to do it like yeah if you don't enjoy it you're not going to prioritize it and you'll just end up hating it the whole time and think that you hate exercise when that's not Mm. actually the case and so you know, that might just be a walk with the pram or with your friends. Yeah, I love doing social exercise. So on the weekends, like we often meet up with our friends and just do like a beach exercise and then go for a swim after and have a coffee mm. and make a morning out of it. And so, you know, it is hard when someone has young babies. If you're listening, you think, I just don't know how I can ever fit that in. Yeah. And it gets so much easier. Um, but yeah, it's just, I guess, finding what you love to do so that you can prioritize that. Yeah. Hmm. So lastly, plans for the new year for us, for Boob to Food, any intentions? What do they call it when you have a resolution? Any resolutions? Do you have any of those? No, I don't really tend to do New Year's resolutions. I do like to sort of sit down and think about goals or like where I'd like to be at the end of the year, but I haven't had an opportunity (laughs) to do that yet. Um, Mm. I'm really 
really excited to be getting back into work. Like maternity leave is obviously lovely and, you know, being with Imogen and soaking up this time with her, I love and I don't want to wish that away. At the same time, I've gone from having what I found to be a really good balance of parenting and working and, you know, having a few days where I felt like me and I was doing something that I really, like, I love my work and it's, you know, it's work and it's a hobby and it really is so fulfilling. So to kind of put that to the side and then be 24-7 parenting, Mm -hmm. um, it's also been great in some ways, but I'm, yeah, looking forward to being able to dive back into some work stuff. So tell me, Luca, what am I going to be working on this year? Like, <laughs> What's the plan for 2024? <laughs> I was going to say to you, when are you coming back? Well, I guess for Boob to Food, the plan is to get out our new book yeah. and we're hoping to do a little bit of a some more social things mm-hmm. this year. So keep your eyes peeled on that because, yeah, uh, normally when you have a publishing house and you do a book tour, but we don't do a publishing house. It's just us self-publishing. And so we might do our own little mini book tour. So, yeah, keep your, keep your ears peeled for that one if there's anywhere you really want us to come to. Um, but, yeah, we're going to do some things with the team with that. So looking forward to that, really excited for that. And I guess, like, let us know as well if there's things that you want us to create or what you want to see from the podcast or from Boob to Food as, like, the whole platform because, yeah, it's um, it's a passion for all of us, everyone on the team, and and we love being able to offer whatever it is that you guys need and continue to educate you and, I guess, evolve as the audience evolves and, you know, like for you, Luca, you started with toddlers and a baby, like Flynn was a toddler and Flo was a baby and now mm. you've got big kids. So it's like yeah. life has evolved so much and, yeah, I think it's it's so exciting. There's still, there's still so much that we can do. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So I don't know. We've got other things that we think about doing but I'm like I always get excited and, you know, get all these new projects in my <laughs> mind and then, don't finish the ones I'm meant to be doing. (laughs) (laughs) And so I'm like, I just need to get through getting this new book out Mm -hmm. and then, yeah, reconvene from there. But I've definitely got some ideas of things that we want to do and improve. Um, Our subscription group is growing so rapidly now. There's thousands of people in there and so it's just trying to make that the best place that we can and so putting a lot more energy into that as well um, is the plan for the new year. And personally, I don't do the resolution things either. Um, I think it's nice sometimes to start the year and think of, yeah, goals and just dreams and things like that. Um, I feel like for the first time last year, we didn't do anything is in, like I feel like every other year I've had this big momentous thing, like we've birthed a child Mm. or moved house or like, you know, traveled Australia or when, you know, lived in Bali yeah. or done all these like big things. And last year was the first time that we didn't do anything like big. Mm. We did lots of little things. Um, anyway, so this year I always get itchy feet. So mm-hmm. I'm like, what big thing can I do? Yeah. <laughs> so I don't know. I just feel like I, my husband and I get the same. We kind of get like need to change it up and do something. Mm. And so, you know, now we've got the new van. We've been talking about doing maybe a long trip again. Mm. Um, not a lap because we realized on the lap that that did not suit our lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, 
being with each other 24-7, <laughs> we realised we need other people around mm-hmm. to yeah, make us happy. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, some people can do it, just their family, which is lovely, but for us we can't. And so, but we think maybe like a three-month trip yeah. um, somewhere would be really nice. So, yeah, amazing. we'll see how we go. Yes, and I'd love to read more books. Mm. I feel like everyone always says that, but. I just, I don't read anymore unless when we're in Fiji, I read a whole book and it was so nice. And I thought, I don't do this enough. Like I'll spend my night yeah. scrolling and I'll call it work. And I think yeah. this isn't actually work. Like I'm not doing anything that can't be done in the daytime right now. Mm-hmm. And so trying to tell myself that that's not actually work. Maybe we <laughs> should start it. Boob to Food, the book club. <laughs> the book club, yeah. Maybe we, if everyone can just send me in their recommendations for a really good book, because I think that's, what you need to mm. like get yourself hooked again yeah um I can't remember the name of the book that I read oh my gosh I'll put it in the newsletter mm. because I read this really good book when we we're in Fiji and I could not put it down it was incredible so yeah if you reply to your newsletter with your yeah. um recommendations that'd be great if you're not on our newsletter you can join on our website are you a kindle or a paper book Girl. No, paper. Yeah, definitely paper. I'm same. I feel like I spend too much time on my phone and computer that I, my eyes need a break from it. Mm. And I don't know, I, I feel they're probably great and like so many benefits to them, but I feel like, I feel like the kids won't differentiate me on a yeah. screen if I'm reading it in front of them. And then I'm like not practicing what I'm preaching when I'm saying to them, no, you can't watch the TV, you've done it too much, but then I'm just sitting there on a screen all day. Mm. Even though it's different and we know it's different, I don't know, I like them seeing me with an actual physical book. Yeah. And so do you know what I do sometimes, which is really sneaky, but I'll put my phone inside a book if I need to do something around the kids and I don't want them to (laughs) see me on my phone the whole time. (laughs) But every now and then you'll hear like a real play. Uh What's that? An audio book. my ringtone. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh how funny <laughs> um, but anyway yes I'll so I'll put that book because it was really good in the recommendations yeah, cool. but yeah we'll see how we go anyway we've rattled on for an hour so <laughs> probably should let everyone go but we have some really great episodes yeah. coming up this new year and just a reminder that these are coming out on Wednesdays Wednesdays yep. from now because Monday is my only day off with the kids and so want to be able to have a day off so yeah (laughs) um wednesdays it is from now so make sure that you hit subscribe so you don't miss an episode as well thanks for tuning back in and we will catch you next week bye thank you for listening to boob to food the podcast we hope this episode made you feel inspired confident and less overwhelmed in your parenting journey Head to the show notes for all the resources mentioned on today's episode. And if you loved this podcast, please remember to subscribe, rate and review. See you next week. Bye.